Pastor Dave, thank you very much for having me here. And all the leadership of this church, thank you very much. And number two is to thank you for sending Pastor David Phillips and his team to Africa. Uh, they were a very big blessing to us. And many of the pastors who attended that conference, it was their first time to hear a message on grace. Uh, it really transformed our lives and the way we think about the gospel. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. So one of the reasons why I came here was to thank you and uh, to please ask you once again and again and again, send them to us so that they may help us know more and more better about this message. Thank you very much. What you are doing is really uh, wonderful. Now, since I arrived here, I saw things that were mind-blowing. <laughs> mind-blowing. <laughs> you see, I've heard of many revelations and um, you know, doctrines, but I have never seen a doctrine that is lived out you know, practically as this message here. How lives are transformed. You see, you see change lives. Oh, wow, this is mind-blowing. Well, Pastor gave me a few books. I'll read more and more and more about this message. And uh, I will make sure that I follow you very closely to get hold of this message really down in my heart and so that I may also be able to share it with my people. Oh, so thank you very much for being such a big blessing, not only to your people, but to the world. Well, as he said, I've been coming here. This is my third year in the States. And um, I've been coming to the people of Des Moines, Iowa, to the Burundi community there especially. And the church has grown now to 250. Well, I texted them this morning about uh, the work you are doing here. They were amazed. And they said they would like to connect with you. So I hope one day, Pastor Dave, you'll find time and your people to go and also help them as you did with us in Dar es Salaam. Hallelujah. I'm not very good at introductions, but I think I've tried. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, regarding my testimony, I've, um, I will share it as I share the word. Can we go to the word? The Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. And I'm going to read from verse 38. The Bible says, And now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Uh, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation as we share your word. Holy Ghost, teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My, uh, my message is welcoming Jesus. The Bible says... It happened as Jesus and his disciples went about preaching the word of God. They went into a certain village. The name of the village is not mentioned here, but we know that Martha comes from Bethania. 
So as they were there preaching the word, I believe the meeting was powerful and many miracles happened there. Many people gathered there. Um, the blind people had their eyes opened. The lame walked. He did a lot of miracles. Uh, people who were possessed by demons, they were set free. And the meeting was over. And people went back to their homes talking about this meeting, about the gracious message of Jesus and the miracles he did there. And Jesus was left alone with his disciples standing on the ground. But the Bible says a certain woman named Martha approached him and said to him, Welcome to my house, Lord. And he said, Yes. And he went to her house. And um, when he got there, he became a very big blessing to her family. You know, when you welcome Jesus, you don't know what, is, what will happen thereafter. She had no idea what Jesus would do in her family. That there was this troublesome sister of hers, Mary. The Bible says, Jesus, I don't know when it happened, but the Bible says, he drove out of Mary seven spirits, seven demons. So it must have been difficult for Mary to live with seven demons in her. Praise the Lord. And Jesus made friends in her family. He became a friend of Lazarus, Martha's brother, a friend of Mary, and Simon. You see, he made friends in her family. The family was transformed just by inviting the man Jesus into her family. Yes. Praise the Lord. Now, I know most of you have already welcomed Jesus into your lives. I did that many years ago. And I also did not have any idea what Jesus will do to my life and to my family. Well, as Pastor said, I was born in a Muslim family. And my first school to go to was Madrasa, a Muslim school. And my first international language to learn was Arabic. Actually, my Arabic was better than my English, you see. So I was brought up in a Muslim family. And uh, as the Quran says, in Adini in Allah Islam, the best religion before Allah is Islam. So I was proud of my religion. And then after primary education, I joined a secondary school. It's like a high school here um, in a neighboring region. And there, my, name, my Muslim name was Jafar. And uh, there at school, there was another Jafar, but this Jafar was born again. From now, in Tanzania, if you have same names, you become like brother, brothers, you see. And so we lived in the same dormitory, and he was my friend. So every time, every year in their church, they had a very big uh, conference. And he would invite me to go to this conference every year from the first year we started school there. And I would say, yeah, I will go, but I didn't. I was, every time I was lying to him. Now it was a third year we are in that school. And he said, can't you come with me to the meeting even once to please me as your friend? I said, yeah, I could go, but I haven't eaten yet. He gave me his food. And that was very, very big, you know, for students in our country. He said, yeah, let's go then. I said, well, I could go, but I haven't ironed my clothes. He said, yeah, I will iron them for you. And he did that. And there were no more excuses. So I said, well, let me go at least this one time to 
to please him. Well, when we got to the meeting, there was this powerful evangelist preaching. And he was preaching and people were shouting, you see, the way Africans receive messages. So there were a lot of screaming and shouting there. And I thought it was fun being there. But then the, he came to the time when he was praying for the sick. And he began casting out demons. Now, that was really touching to me. Because as a Muslim boy, I come from that Muslim family. And nearly every woman in our family, including my brother's wives, were demon-possessed. And the demons were like masters in our family. They would give us very hard commands, like uh, this room is only for us and the people we possess. And my brother's wives would spend like maybe three days a week there with those demons there. I don't know what was, was going there, you see. And they were demanding a lot of things. So they were like masters in our family. And we had no say. And here I see this evangelist casting out demons. He says, in the name of Jesus, get out, in the name of Jesus. And demons were screaming. That was a surprise to me. Well, I did not give my life to the Lord that day. But when I went back home on leave, I told the story to my father. I said, Dad, you should have been there to see what Christians did to the demons. These demons that are harassing us in our family. They just command them, you know, rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And they scream like little children. And he said, yeah, sometimes God uses those Christians. And he also gave me his story. His uncle was very sick when he was young. And they took him to a church, to a Christian church, where he was prayed for. And he was paralytic. They took him there on a stretcher. And they went back home with him. And he was working on his own. And I said, Dad, could it be that their God is the true God? He said, no, 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 no. Inna inna Islam. The only true religion before Allah is Islam. But I said, how come we don't see such miracles happening in our mosques? We have never seen such a thing happening. And people are being tormented here by, you know, evil spirits. And I said, yes, in the past, yes, they used to do that in mosques. But I knew he was lying because I was more educated in Islamic education than, than he was. <laughs> Although he was the leader of um, um, the Muslim community in our village. Well, later, that drew, brought interest to me to read the Bible. I began reading the Bible myself. And read the Bible, and read the Bible, and read the Bible. I remember spending hours and hours sometimes more than 10 hours reading the Bible. And I will weep on my own while reading the Bible. Why do they teach us to hate Jesus, someone who loves people so much like this? You see, it's written eye for eye, but I tell you, when I get to such verses, I will just break into tears, you see. And uh, then I decided to give my life to Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And... Uh, as it happened with Martha, my sister was also born again. My two brothers, then later they were born again. My father went home to be with the Lord two years ago. But before he died, I was in Nairobi and he called me. He said, you must come very quickly. 
And uh, when I went down to my uh, home village, I said, what is it, Dad? He said, I want to give my life to Christ before I die. And, uh, well, it was powerful to see the leader of the Muslim community in my village giving his life to Christ. It was touching very much. Hallelujah. So when you welcome Jesus, he changes your life like he did with Zacchaeus. But he also becomes a friend of the people in your family. He changes the lives of the people in your family as well. This is one of the advantages of welcoming Jesus into your life. Hallelujah. But well, Martha was not the only person who welcomed Jesus. There was another one, Simon Peter. Can can we read from the book of um, Luke, chapter 5, I gather? Verse 1. Well, let me use that version. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. Verse 2. He saw at the water's edge, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And you know what happened thereafter. Hallelujah. Now, Simon Peter welcomed Jesus to his office, to his business. And uh, I also know he also might have, uh, did not know what would happen as a result of welcoming Jesus uh, to his office. Now, he was a fisherman. That was his office. And he allowed Jesus use his boat to preach the gospel. Well, when it comes to the area of being blessed, we have to cooperate with the master. You see, um, God does not look at the faces of man. He doesn't have favoritism. So when you welcome him, also in the area of finances or to your office, he blesses you. When Simon Peter allowed him to use his bot, he blessed his business. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I have a little story I also would like to share with you. When I came to Dar es Salaam, I was born in in a village called Makizega. It's not very far from where you were, not very far from Burundi, but on the other side of Tanzania. It's about two days by train to come to Dar es Salaam. So when I came to Dar es Salaam, 
Oh yeah, life was easy in the beginning, but then it became hard. I remember even asking one old man to allow me to sleep outside his house uh, on a piece of box. You see, so it was very, very hard. But I was already born again. And I thought, this cannot be the will of God for me to live like this. I think it's God's will for me to live, you know, a good life as well. So I began, you know, searching the scriptures on how I can get my life out of that, you know, level. And uh, I stumbled on a Benny Hinn's book called A Biblical Road to Blessing, something like that. And I read some stories by Benny Hinn, you know, from that book. And uh, I began practicing what I read from that book. And my life started changing and changing and changing. Now, someone gave me, offered me a job. I became a language teacher. I'm a Swahili teacher for foreigners. If you would like to learn Swahili, you have the teacher here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I started that school somewhere, and we had very few students. And then the school started collapsing, dying and dying, and we are giving up on the school. But fortunately, I had um, in my account about 500,000. That's about 250 US dollars. The year was uh, 2000, the year 2000. And I decided with my wife, that was enough to buy a piece of land enough to build a house on. So we decided we would buy a piece of land, yeah, as a memorial, that we once had some business and we made some money and this is what we did. Now, when I went to church that Sunday, my pastor announced, well, you know, we have this branch we opened at that place, you know. They have no place to worship. They're worshiping outside, under sunshine, in the rains. Well, they really are having a hard time there worshiping the Lord. If any of you could buy them some land, we would appreciate it. But the pastor said, but I know your economic situation. I just, I'm just announcing this to you, but I know it's, it's hard. But then I felt in my heart that we should spend the money we served to buy land for that church. And uh, I discussed with my family, and we decided that we, will give, we should give all the money to the purchase of that land. And fortunately, it was enough to get them that land. And they built that church. Now, when I gave the money, it was on Friday. And then I went to church on Sunday. On Monday, I went to my office, to my dying office. There were two students. I was fasting that day, but I don't remember if I was fasting because of fasting or because I did not have money for lunch. <laughs> so I would teach maybe this one student, and after that I would sleep in the chairs, and then maybe some more two students, and then I would sleep in the chairs because I was hungry. And then at the end of the day, I went to the reception desk, and there was a little girl there helping me. I asked, is there any money, maybe for bus fare or something? And she said, bus fare? And she picked up our dustbin. And she began, you know, and she held it on her 
She carried on her head and she began running around that building. And she was screaming, the Lord has done it. The Lord has done it. And I thought maybe she had run mad. I said, you see now the business is collapsing and even this little girl who is helping me here, now, she, now this thing has gotten into her head. You see. But then when she came back, she poured out what was inside the dustbin. And there was a heap of money there. I said, where is this from? And she said, I heard you gave 500000 to the Lord um, this Friday. I said, yes. And she pulled out a check of 500000 and said, I think the Lord has paid you back your money. And this is the profit. I said, where is it from? Well, the check was given by the Irish ambassador to Tanzania. She passed by that day and she said, some of my staff members in the office, they don't speak English. I will send them over to you after six months. But, well, they never came to the office. But she paid us anyway. And there was that other money there. So we counted the money. It was 1,750,000. Now, <clears throat> yeah? No, not U.S., not U.S. <laughs> That's Tanzanian shillings. About 800 U.S. dollars. But then it was enough to get me my first car and the land I wanted to buy, and I built my first house with that money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we welcome Jesus through our giving as well. So I did that, and I saw that's not a small miracle at all. By the way, these, the, two miracle, the two testimonies I've shared with you are being shared in our nation this whole month in all TV stations. A ministry came and recorded those two testimonies, and they're sharing them in secular television the whole of this month, Hallelujah. every evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So... If you welcome Jesus into your family, he will change your family. He will change your life. If you welcome him into your business through your giving, he will also bless your business. Bless your life and change your life. Hallelujah. Now it's many years. I don't know how many cars I've driven since that time. I think I would have died poor if I had not, you know, cooperated with the Lord in the area of giving at that time. Now I have my own house and a, a small car that I use. Well, in my country, that's not a small thing. A pastor was telling me that the poor that are here, they have all those things. But if you have those things in my country, you are a rich man. So God changed my life. And I believe this God who is not a respecter of persons can do the same anywhere where people can believe him. If you believe him, that means you have given him a chance to bless your life, to change your life, and to also make you a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Now see what he has done with my life. He has even brought me to the U.S. And here I am talking to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this Muslim boy 
has now become a bishop. You see, I pastored 16 churches in, the, in Tanzania. Five were in Dar es Salaam. They were there. The pastors were there in your conference. And God has made something glorious out of my life. And I believe he will do to anyone who will welcome him into their life. And this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> I'm done, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, yeah, you can be seated. I'm I'm a I'm just so thankful that God put it on our heart many years ago to see the kingdom as worldwide, you know, and, um, and brother, I, I don't know if I, I told you this, because he said he, he picked up a book by, by Benny Hinn. I haven't shared this with you in many years. Maybe some don't know, but Benny Hinn was my pastor in high school. And, uh, and in my first years of college, coming back to Florida, and it was at that time of him bringing in so many international ministers. This was back in the 70s. So as, as, as a young man, I was hearing the word and hearing things going on in the world. And I think even back then, brother, um, world vision for missions and for kingdom growth around the world was planted in my heart, you know? And now uh, to, to see that, it's just just amazing and uh, to hear to so be able to partner. So here we have a, a local, which is really a local country church in Tanzania, they would call this the bush, you know, because uh, their cities are six million and, um, you know, many million. Matter of fact, his hometown is near Kagoma, where many of you have heard the story of, um, of Dr. Livingstone going into Africa and um, going through with a, a, a mission and winning people and tribes to Christ and Livingstone Zambia is named after him. And then Mr. Stanley, a newspaper uh, man going to seek him. And when he found, found him finally after tracking through many jungles, he said, Dr. Livingstone, I presume, is the famous line. Mm -hmm. Well, that happened in his home village, Kagoma. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's famous there for that. And, um, he, and he, he shared a little story about demons in, in Islam. And uh, I know in, in our country and our people are, are not too familiar with that. It's very prevalent. We see in Africa, in India, there's all kind of witch doctors and things. But then I was discussing with him, and uh, he was telling me a little bit about... Um, the demons in his family um, in Islam, uh, they, consider, they consider the demons to be Muslim. Yes. And, and the Muslims consider, yeah, so, so that was uh, interesting as well. And, um, you know, I want you to know the, the spiritual world is, is real. Um, we deal with it here not so openly in front of everyone in a church service. But um, many times over the years in helping people, 
sometimes in uh, helping counsel in our Fresh Start ministry. Um, we help the, some that are having struggle getting past some things in their past. People who have been raped or abused, molested, rejected in different ways. And maybe their stepfathers or maybe through drugs or different things had encountered demonic activity. Because you know, everything that's a lie ultimately comes from the father of lies. So when you've been living out um, a lie, not knowing the truth of Christ and his freedom he has, you've been under demonic um, power. Um, Satan, the god of this world, blinds, blinds the minds of people so they can't see the truth of Christ. So when you're living under that, you, you're under that darkness of power of demons because it's, it's very real. So in doing some different counseling, sometimes we have also um, had to cast demons out and see people delivered from things that have had a hold of them and a hold of their mind. So the demonic world is real. We go back to the scriptures and we remember uh, the prophet, you know, and uh, about to go into a battle. And they're saying, oh, man, how, how can we win this battle? And he prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he might see what I see. And when his eyes were open to the spirit realm, he saw the armies of the Lord in the heavens, you know. So there is a spiritual reality. There is darkness in their light. It's not just a physical world. There's a spiritual world as well. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. When you're upset at someone or a person or a spouse or an anger on a job, we as Christians recognize I'm not angry at a person, flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places, in heavenly realms, rulers of darkness, principalities over cities and nations and over things that have demons working under them in individuals. So in Africa, they talk about it as though you understand. And I wanted to clarify that because I know many of you don't. Many of you have been in church here for a while do, but if you're new or guests, maybe you don't. So they, they deal with that. And um, um, when they come out of, of Islam, um, many of the pastors have had to, when people are converted from Islam to Christianity, uh, they have demons manifest even in their services and come out the same way as you read it in the Bible with a shriek and a loud cry, you know. So it's not something to be afraid of, but it's something you need to be aware of because it's truth. Okay, if you have a struggle with it, read it. It's, it's all through the word. Amen. So it's amazing in the partnership that we have. So, I mean, the Spirit of the Lord raised this man. He was in Islam and uh, came out of it, and then praise God to see his father come out of it, and then his sister. And now, as I said, a bishop planted many churches, and uh, praise God. When we, so when we go, we work with bishops that have influence in the body of Christ, um, because when we partner with them, it's more easy for them to use their influence God has given them to bring their pastors from all around. So when we, when we connect, and God is just does this supernaturally. When we go over there, he connects us with the right leaders of the cities, and they are able to reach their pastors from all over the region and the villages. And it's just amazing. What amazes me too, brother, is when we preach this word of grace and so many are enlightened to it in such a big way, we think, you know, well, why? Because it's been there all along, but it, it changes them forever, and it changes their ministry. 
I'm so happy one of the one of the, the most special things I can do for my friend John when he was visiting my home was sow a few more books into his life. Thank you. That I know as when he reads this and enlightened to different ways to teach this truth that's already in him, man, it's going to bless him for many years to come as he shares this with, with pastors and leaders. So River of Life, I just, again, thank you from the bottom of our heart that... Um, we are a local community church, but we also have a worldwide vision. And you are part of something bigger than you can ever imagine. One day when you get to heaven, you will see uh, the people from many nations coming to you and thanking you for being a part of this vision. And I don't, I don't, I don't put ourselves in anything. I, I just see it as we're one small part of a much bigger picture where many pastors and leaders are going out and teaching this truth and, and we're coming, becoming one because of it. But I'm thankful God has called this church to be a part of what he's doing there. Amen. Uh, I've, I just, I didn't realize I counted up just the other day, but I've now been to 16 nations. So over the years, we go into three at a time. It's sometimes in one year, three at a time and in, in three trips, we might do nine nations in one trip. Dr. Roger. Yes. Oh, you're, you're already Mike. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Good idea. Hallelujah. Um, the Burundi community in Des Moines, Iowa is very big. And um, they don't speak English. They speak Swahili and Kirundi, but they, of course they are learning English. And um, now there is a language crisis there because their children now speak English and the parents don't speak English. So they had many, many, you know, fellowships. And they decided to team up this fellowship to bring them together and form one congregation. Now, that's when they called me to come and help their leader, train the leaders, so that they may have a good church. Uh, that was um, two years, three years ago. And now the church has grown to 250, you see. So that, but of course, there are also small uh, fellowships of 50, 40, you know, of people from Burundi. But this one I'm connected with uh, is the largest with 250 people. Yeah. What about Columbus and Cincinnati? The one in Cincinnati we planted when I was here uh, in June. In June? Yeah, in June. We started one in, in Cincinnati. Now it has grown to 40 people. It is still very small, but it is growing, you see. And the one in Columbus, uh, we have a brother there from Congo, but he was a refugee in, in Tanzania and Kenya. And so it's very good that we are bringing together the people from Burundi, Congo, and Kenya and Tanzania you know, to that congregation. So it's also doing very well. It's only two months old, that one. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You know, and, uh, and our folks aren't as used to that in our local community. There's not many foreigners living among us, you know. Um, yes, sir? 
local churches connected with them? No, the one I'm connected with, no, they're not connected with any, okay. with any local church. We could probably assist with that. Um, you know, we love to see the body of Christ as one together, and just because they've moved in from Burundi or Tanzania and don't speak the language, as their children are learning the language, it would be good for the body of Christ to work together, the American church and the Burundi church. So, praise God, we just happen to know a good friend in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. and um, I was telling him about Kenny Linhart, who took me to India many years ago, and our Fresh Start uh, graduates and third phase guys, maybe second went up there a few years ago and helped him build his church in the community. So praise God, we'll, we'll do that. We'll connect you to him, his church, and have them help reach out to them. And that Pastor Kenny is very strong in this same word of our identity in Christ and could meet with those pastors. So praise God, very good yeah. idea. Um, Roger. They, they really need that. Amen. They really need that. They, uh, they really love God. They are on fire for God. But they really need to be connected by, I mean, to a local church here. That, as yes. I told you yesterday, you know, they love God. They even did fundraising. They got money to buy a house where there could be no meeting. And they did, and they started now, you know, renovating that building in an African way. Mm -hmm. Just going there, everyone with his tool, and do the work. And the authorities came there, they were surprised, you see, to see people just working like that, like they're in a, an African village. So they put a stop order. So you see that this community needs, you know, people from here to help them how to go about things here in the country. They started building, he, he's saying, and um, the fire marshal and people came in and started laughing at them. So you, you can't do that here. You know, they were just building a place without any kind of permits or anything. So, you know, <laughs> anyway, so they, they got past that and um, it took a little bit because when I go to churches over there, you know, you can spot a few things that's not up to code, you'd say. <laughs> right, Arnie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different, different. Well, praise the Lord. We appreciate your coming and, uh, and hearing our good friend and recognize, church, what, what a message, too. When you invite Christ into your home, into your family, into your business, the effect is much bigger than just you. Yeah. invite him into your business it'll affect people all around invite him into your home and it'll affect family members for generations you know amen so this is just amazing um uh just to announce for pastor scott clay and i spoke and uh the concert is in two weeks and we just prayed together in the office and decided you know what we want to, because it's short notice and we have many first and second phase guys and girls without jobs, River of Life and Fresh Start are going to just split the bill and we're going to purchase the tickets for all of Fresh Start Men's Center and Women's Center. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So. We, in response to that, we want you to do a, fa a favor and let the effect that the concert of Christ here is ministering to you affect your family. So we want you to go ahead and invite your family members to come and uh, all a fresh start. Y'all bring a few family members, let them buy their tickets and we'll buy yours and come in. And uh, then I'm going to ask our congregation, because this is a community family friendly event, go ahead to our River of Life page today 
and uh, the event that we just put on here, like it and share it with your family and friends, and then be a, be a part of it. Go ahead, and even if you can't come to the concert, we appreciate, go ahead and buy a ticket today and give it to somebody. If, if you're not into um, youth or young adult or Christian concerts, maybe your daughter is, bring her. But if you want to just purchase some tickets and hand them to some coworkers or something, we want to get a, a good sale of them today, and it would be a good sponsor community event to help. It's wonderful to have a big name game a band in a small section like this. Everybody has a good seat and it's always power packed. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. Would you pray for our congregation? Pray for our people, brother, as we close? If y'all would just stand as he prays. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this congregation. Thank you, Lord, for the people of this congregation. Lord, I pray that you will bless them. Bless everything they do, O oh Lord. Their businesses, their jobs. Bless their families, O oh Lord, their children. Bless them in every area in the name of Jesus. And Father, as I have shared your word to them, O oh Lord, that when they welcome you, they invite you into their homes, into their uh, lives, O oh Lord, you do more than just only dealing with their personal lives. You bless them, O oh Lord like you did with Martha. Bless their families. Change their loved ones, O oh Lord, their children. Transform lives in their homes in the name of Jesus. And I command any demonic activity in their families to come out of their homes in the name of Jesus. I speak peace into their homes. Kaplo, Santa Limam. I speak peace into their homes. Peace into their marriages. In the name of Jesus. I speak financial blessings in the name of Jesus. Like you transformed Peter's business, transform what they do, O oh Lord, for a living. Bless them, O oh Lord. Give them favor everywhere, in every area, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you are good, and you are good, everyone, to everyone. You are good to everyone who, O oh Lord, invites you into their life. Bless them, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that even this week, Lord, will be full of your blessing. They will be favored in every area. They will have favored their workplaces, favor with their customers, oh Lord, for business people and women here. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, bless them all. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for blessing them all. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor David Philip and his leadership here and what this church is doing. Lord, bless this congregation. Bless them, O oh Lord. They are a blessing to the world. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.